the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Good morning. Happy September 6th. Or whatever day it is, in case this is the best of. Because Rob Black likes to take some time off from time to time. Much like I highly endorse you should take off some time from time to time. This is a show dedicated to ultimately get you to retirement, to stimulate you in your 20s to start thinking about money, to really get serious about it in your 30s. And if you haven't started in your 40s, know that you're going to work until the day you die. If you're 50 or 60, to me, you're food. You're soiling green. You mean nothing to me. Your tax base is starting to shrink. You're not supporting the economy as much. What a devastating report we saw this morning. I'm so bummed out. Yesterday I was feeling good. I've seen the uh, first-time unemployment claims for four weeks in a row. Go lower, go lower, go lower, go lower. And then the nightmare hits. I know you're saying nightmare, like, um, I'm your baby's daddy, or you're my daddy. No, no, not nightmare like that. Nightmare like uh, the job number wasn't good. And the first time unemployment claims were so good. And then, and then, like, this is the thing, like, no one's going to pay attention to yet. But I, I have to throw it out there, because this is the kind of guy I am. Putin goes out and says, you know, America, if you uh, throw missiles... At Syria and Assad, we're going to arm them. And it just strangely, strangely goes back to time before I was even born. When I was, I wasn't even a, a glitter in my dad's eye, but Vietnam. We have a Russian, USA, Rocky Balboa confrontation going at this point in time. It's unbelievable. A man kills his own people in a civil war with chemical weapons, and Putin's like, you know what? We're going to continue to arm them. Some people would say we're not the world's police force. Some people would say... So politics is trumping economics. The report this morning wasn't great. It wasn't horrible. But politics is going to trump everything else. Because right now we're starting to think, okay, so we, we're going to build this consensus. We're going to throw a couple of missiles and it'll be over. Nope. Putin's like, you take one step, we'll take one step too. And what's that mean? And there was a fantastic picture yesterday. You got to see President Barack Obama just staring down Putin. Putin's one of those wormy, slimy guys that has no game, except for he's a world leader. Like, 
in the world of disco, he's the guy standing in the back of the corner by himself, going, yeah, baby, yeah! But he, not, he doesn't have any game. Non-farm payrolls increased by 169,000. That's close to expectations, but below the 184,000 overage over the prior 12 months. Private sector payrolls rose by 152,000, and we're up 127,000 in July. The unemployment rate dipped 7.3% from 7.4%, but that's because the labor force participation rate, 63.2% from 63.4%, also dipped. Long-term unemployed workers. Workers have been unemployed for 27 weeks or more. That's a long time. Counted for 37.9% of the unemployed, up from 37.0% in July. Now, some people would say, oh, you're unemployed and you're enjoying that. I do know people who suck off the Social Security system. I do know people who suck off Social Security injury, the unemployed, that actually enjoy being unemployed. I actually, it's sad, it's pathetic, it's tragic, but they are out there. Thanks, Mr. T. I always enjoy his commentary. He's socially speaking. He's pretty much so right on. Not sure if you know that, but he's pretty much so right on. One of the more encouraging takeaways from the report was the U6 unemployment rate, which also accounts for marginally attached workers and individuals working part-time for economic reasons, slipped to 13.7% from 14.0%. So one in every six workers is unemployed or underemployed. Wow. <laughs> I got a piece of fan mail here. If it wasn't really fan mail, could I really do this? Does that sound like fan mail? Hold on, let's see if I can make a better fan mail sound. Okay, so I got a piece of fan mail. Let's see what it says. This should be interesting, because I know it's from a guy who's kind of crazy. Here, Tony Mendez. Please note the stamp on it in the upper right-hand corner. Kind of crazy, right? It's a little crazy. A little crazy. Looks handwritten. Um, I can't make sense of this. So I'm just going to ignore it. Please don't send me fan mail unless you're an attractive young person with 32 teeth. I'll settle for 31 teeth. But if you're a mailman... Don't send me mail. It's kind of creepy. Oh, goodness. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. So the stock market was moving a little bit higher today. And the creepy old man, Vladimir Putin, who likes to take pictures of himself on horses with his shirt off, uh, basically lowered the stock market. And the stock market tanks on that there. So happy weekend. He said, we will help Syria. Yes, we will. We're doing it right now. We're supplying arms. So there's this weird issue of USA versus Russia starting to crop up yet again. Americans are dropping out of the workforce. Labor participation rate falling. And that's the only reason the unemployment numbers look decent. And then it's horrific. Uh, Labor Secretary Lopez gets on CNBC, and he has to sit there and basically go, we're totally happy with these numbers. We're totally happy. Obamacare is not having any effect on people hiring part-time workers in America. We're totally happy. Like, politics just sucks at this point in time. Anyhow, and anyway, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, again, today, I think a large part of the day is going to deal with the 10-year Treasury 
dipping back down to 2.89% after flirting yesterday with 3% at 2.98. At, uh, Obama standing firm, Putin standing firm, and that's the big story of the day. So that's, again, for a better and or for worse type of scenario. Um, job growth of this magnitude is not consistent with large tapering, maybe some tapering in September. We'll talk a little bit more about it as the morning goes on. Despite some cautious trade out there, age of stocks closed higher on Friday. Friday's going to be a, ultimately a corporate silent day as Smithfield Foods is the only company of interest reporting numbers. Obviously a meat player in the world. So this could be a big strategy day for us, all things considered. Um, we'll talk a little Disney. We'll talk about how to invest, when to invest, where to invest, why you want to invest. Yesterday, Yahoo unveiled a new logo that's ultimately kind of silly. What was even sillier was Marissa Mayer talking about it on her blog for basically, I don't know, if one word was too much, it was 7,000 words too many. Um, the logo is not Yahoo's problem. The business is Yahoo's problem, and the advertising is Yahoo's problem. NFL kicked off last night, and uh, ESPN's in a prime position. Owner of the most expensive pay TV channel, Disney, owns ESPN. They face a, a big new agreement with Dish Networks, and everyone wants to be Disney right now, except for the fact that Disney has to deal with competitors going forward. United States men's national soccer team plays a game tonight against Costa Rica. Oddly enough, we've never won there. We're 0-7-1 since like 1985. That's awkward, right? So if you've ever been to Costa Rica, you're like, mm, not third world country. But I don't know. That's all I'm going to have to say about that. When we played Mexico on Tuesday. You listen to AM 1220, KDOW. I'm Rob Black. Black and your money on AM twelve twenty KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Money investing in more. We live in a fascinating time. During the commercial break, Syria came up and Obama came up and Putin came up and my board up, who is very sweet and very nice and very kind, has an opinion on Obama. 
Does that not tell you that we live in the Internet age and the information age where we can't yet disseminate information, but yet we have an opinion on it? We just get, we see the channels of news that we want to see. We see the, the angle of news that we want to see. And yet we can't process what we are seeing yet. I mean, we're all newbies at it because we're all getting inundated with what the president's doing, what the president isn't doing. Same thing happens when it comes to investing. One of the first tenets that I always say out there is that someone out there is smarter than you, so be careful. Someone has been able to disseminate the information. There was a story that I was reading not too long ago about a young guy who was freakishly good at poker, and once he learned that he was freakishly good at poker, he became a poker champion. Like, I wouldn't want to play poker against him because he's, quote-unquote, freakishly good at poker. There's always someone out there who's smarter than you and who can disseminate faster than you. That's my assumption. So know that going in. But what I want you to do is to accumulate wealth. I want you to acquire stocks. I want you to acquire bonds. I want you to acquire real estate. I think the best form of buying real estate is through real estate investment trusts, publicly traded, where you can buy movie theaters. Now, you may only be one one millionth of an owner if you buy shares, but you're an owner of that real estate. And you're also an owner of that business that operates on that real estate. You can buy office properties. You can buy apartment rentals. I think it's silly when people tell you to go out and buy real estate and assume a 30-year loan on a property out of state when you can go out and buy one one millionth of a piece of property that's professionally managed. Why would you go out and buy 100% of a piece of property that you're going to have to manage? I assume that someone's better than that than you, and if that's true, someone else would have bought it instead of you. So when I hear on radio and TV and the Internet how easy it is to get rich in, in real estate by going out and buying property in out-of-state areas, there's a, a lake in Montana that is just opening up this wonderful, vast community of thriving individuals. And they get some star from the past from, like, Chips, California Highway Patrol. And, like, I know that guy. Wasn't he Poncherello? And now he's selling real estate on a lake in Montana. Watch out. Watch out. We even carry a commercial here that uh, Alan Thicke pushing something. And you're like, is Alan Thicke that desperate that he has to push? For the record, um, let's see if I can push something real quick. I'm selling my home in San Carlos, idiot, first-time buyer. It's exciting for you. It's exciting for me. Get rich quick. You know, I just I can't muster it up. It's bringing Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanPost.com. Morning, Rob. Post of uh, uh, Real the, Estate Report. The Real Estate Report with Tony Mendez. Tuesday night. Tuesday night, 6 to 7. So, um, you know, I actually had one of those clients. They came in, they, they had an investment property and that they bought. I think it was in Arkansas. Oh God! How did on it one out? of those, la- it, it, they didn't feel so good about it. It, it wasn't doing that well. Yeah. So you got to be careful about taking money out of state. There's a lot of commercials and there's even radio shows about people who promote this here on the, even the station. Yeah. Um, and I think that disseminating information is is very difficult nowadays, and, and making the right choice is becoming even harder uh, because as values go up, people are more excited about real estate. Um, People are going to make you know, or take advantage of you, and there's more chances now people are going to run into somebody like that that are that's going to give you wrong information. And what people always have to try to factor in, people never factor in, 
is that people giving advice usually have something vested, some sort of vested interest in it, and they're not going to tell you anything about that. You know, do I want you to buy real estate? Sure, I'm a mortgage lender. Mortgage lenders make money last time I checked off of people buying real estate. Um, insurance agents make money off people buying product that they shouldn't be buying. So um, I don't know. I'd just be very, very, very cautious. There's a, a term out there called fiduciary, which is assigned to CFPs, that I think actually carries a little bit more weight than anything else. I pulled up my credit report. thought you'd want to see this. Tell does. I pulled it up at annualcreditreport.com, annualcreditreport.com. Um, and then I, you have you get one free from Experian, one free from the other two credit bureaus each year. So I pull it up once per quarter, mm-hmm. three times a year, um, just to see if anything fishy is going on in my credit report. And there actually was something fishy in my credit report. So I pulled out the page for you. It's um, Lexus. Oh, it's page 15. Okay. Lexus of Fremont. I see, yeah, I circled it. Look at that. There's two inquiries into me getting a Lexus in Fremont, even though I've never been into Lexus of Fremont. So someone's got my identity or someone's got partial partial of my identity or well, some chick works at an auto dealership who's checking up on me and what's it, that all it about? It could have been a uh, missed a typo on your social security number. However, you, I know that you were... Twice? No, I, I know. I'm going to eliminate that because I know that you're not from the state, so you it's unlikely that somebody would do a four or a five and then go back and make that a two because I know... I think you're Social starts with a two. It does. How do you know that? Like, how do you know? Do different state social security start with? Yeah. So the smaller the number, the farther east you are. I did not know that. Yeah. So if you're from Virginia, you start with a two. If you're from New York, start with zero. And how about um California? Usually fives. I did not know that. Yeah. That's fascinating. So if you're like a three, you can go. Oh, you're from Illinois or Texas. Okay. So um, what do you think I should do about that? Lexus or Fremont, there's two hard inquiries. Uh, you, you have a date of when it was. Yeah. Um, I would contact them and, and say, you know, on this date, somebody ran the credit. Did you did they test drive a car? Do you have a copy of their license? Because this could be a, a credit fraud. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the first thing you do. Um, second thing you can do is if you feel like this is information that other people have that you're worried about, I would go and get a credit alert. Um, and anytime your credit is, is, is run, they have to call a phone number, and it could be your phone. Yep. And if you're sitting in front of them, obviously... I mean, I highly recommend yeah. credit alerts. Yeah, credit alerts, um, pretty easy to do. And you just contact the credit bureaus? Credit bureaus, Experian, Equifax, and um, TransUnion.com at the end. Especially if a bank has contacted you and said someone's recently done some activity on your card or opened a I'm card. I'm blown away that they actually called you and said that. Yeah. 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 Anyhow, anyway, you're listening to me, Roberto Negro, Idoleros. Got a big event coming up in... Well, I'll tell you about that a little later. It's in Los Gatos coming up on the 12th. I'm Rob Black. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. Good morning. This traffic report is brought to you by Garmin. The Baybridge metering lights have been switched on. Traffic is backed up between the two overcrossings as you approach the tolls. Let's head over to Concord, where three right lanes of eastbound four are shut down between Port Chicago Highway and Willow Pass Road. That's for road work until noon. Highway 4 westbound in Antioch, bumper to bumper from A Street to Love Ridge Road. Westbound 580 slow in a couple of places between North Flynn Road and North Livermore Avenue. It slows down again at Santa Rita Road, approaching the 680 Dublin Interchange. And you won't leave the southbound. 
Bay out. 101 northbound is very heavy between Tennant Avenue and Cochrane Road through Morgan Hill. BART is on time, as are the Ace Planes number one and three. Hate traffic, don't drive happy. Get a Garmin Newbie with subscription-free HD digital traffic and avoid traffic and construction delays with updates delivered as often as every 30 seconds. Drive with Garmin, the most trusted name in GPS. For more traffic information anytime, log on to SigAlert.com. Skyco presents a man who just saved on his motorcycle insurance. Name's Mark, and this here beastly hog is Princess. Easy, Princess. Slow to roll. So how does this chopper cowboy save on motorcycle insurance, you ask? Easy. I just strapped on my savings, chaps, called Geico, and bam. I'm saving so much, my princess, well, she gets treated like a queen. Geico Motorcycle. See how much you could save. Shine if you don't shine. That should be your relationship with your loved one. That should be your relationship with money. <laughs> no, it should be your relationship with, with your loved one. I uh, recently had a little credit fraud tied towards me, and uh, it brings up that there's so much to money. And, you know, there's insurance and health insurance and auto insurance and life insurance and you know, theft. I live in a community where there's a lot of theft right now. Mr. Mendez, please get on microphone. In my community, a big thing that's going on right now is the person who knocks on your door. I work for PG&E. I need to see your meter in back. And then they, they, so they take you in the backyard. Someone goes in your front door. Or I work for San Mateo County. There's a snake outbreak. <laughs> People who fall for the snake outbreak deserve to have their property stolen. <laughs> but one that really got me recently, and didn't get me, but got someone in the community, was uh, I'm a roofer, and I was on your neighbor's roof, and I saw that there's a problem on your roof, so I need to get on your roof and, and help you. And you help that person get a ladder in your backyard, yeah. and they come in and pick stuff. You, I recently was at a house in Blackhawk, I think I told you that, and a the guy built his home yeah. by himself. He designed it and built it. And when you walk to his house, and it's similar to yours where you have a garage, and right. the, the actual front door is on the side of the house, and you have to go through a gate. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah don't tell people about where I live. I'm talking about the house in Blackhawk. Right. Yeah. And but it's, so similar he, to, it's similar to mine. He built the house that way so he could avoid people coming to his front door. I love that. Yeah. So if but you the ever, problem is criminals can now say, I can go to the front door, which is on the side of the house. And you eliminate. Out. I mean, if I was a criminal, I would... You know, walking through somebody's side of their house and stuff kind of freaks me out. So what I highly recommend people do, buy a taser gun. And if anyone ever knocks on your door, say, I'm going to go write down your license plate, bring the taser with you. And somehow I get the feeling theft isn't going to occur. <laughs> but yet we're like, you work for PG? You're a, a San Mateo snake collector? And you're like, yeah, come on in. So anyway, um, so fraud happens. It happens to even people like me. Um, so it gets me thinking about credit. You know, your financial life is pretty complex. 
it's pretty simple when you think about it. I can name 20 things that are financially important. I could name 20 lessons that are financially important. Um, carrying big balances, a big, big, big issue. Um, I was pulling my credit over at creditkarma.com, which I, I like creditkarma.com. I don't think it's the end-all, be-all of a credit score, or it's kind of like a credit score simulator kind of game that you can play. But um, credit inquiries were big on my my negatives. But what was positive, you know, my on-time payments and other issues along those lines, I was a little surprised to learn that auto insurance has a different score. So my credit card utilization, A, payment history, and A. Age of credit account, C, because, like, I'll be on a flight and they'll be like, do you want to open up a JetBlue account? Do you want to open up an Alaska Air account? I'm like, sure. I get 25,000 miles on free beer? <laughs> sure. I'll do anything for free beer. So my average age of credit history is pretty low. Um, it's interesting to note, though, like um, credit card utilization. You know, I, I come in in the top 1% of America because um, I don't have, I don't carry too much credit, all things considered. So carrying a big balance hurts you. I pay my balances twice a month. It's the first thing that people can do and the easiest thing people can do on their credit that can help it go up. And that is to look at their balances, and you can either shift it around from one credit card to another or just pay it down for below 60%, below 30%. Those are the two marks, and it will improve your credit instantly. Yep. Another thing that could hurt your credit rating is closing a credit card. That will hurt your rating. Yeah. I know. It could. Yeah. People say, oh, should I close this card? If you have a card that's in good standing and it's been there for a long period of time, which, and these are called trade lines. The longer you have trade lines that are in good standing, the better it is for your credit. Getting new credit, like you were saying earlier, Rob, that's what can hurt your credit because it takes more time for that to establish uh, some sort of um, continuance. So longer credit is always good. You can have 50 credit cards. I'm not saying go out and get 50 credit cards, but if they're all in good standing, that helps your credit with right balances. Surprisingly enough, um, one of the biggest negatives on your credit score is paying late. It's 35% of your credit score. So never pay late. I can't say that more importantly than never pay late. Well, I'll, I'll stress that. Don't pay a mortgage late because that, that even hurts it more. I know. I know. I once had a, a mortgage payment lost in the mail where they actually sent me a coupon every month, which I hated. Was it during your transfer of one service? Why didn't you just tell people my, my whole life story? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just asking if it was tra- when, during a transfer. How about my time in the Washington oh, Mental Institute? One of the scams. You're talking about scams where people walk up to your house and yes, say, I'm yes. a snake servicer. There are mortgage servicers that will send you a fake I love it when you say snake servicer. <laughs> I'm a super sneak servicer. Anyway, paying late, really, really bad. Yeah. Defaulting, awful. Opening too many credit lines, uh, not having a credit card. You know, you and I once ran into someone who didn't have any credit history, which was Surreal. He worked at KRO in Kron. Yeah, and when we looked at the credit, or I looked at the credit, you didn't. Um, he he had no score, and <laughs> yet if you look in the back in his history, he actually did have like accounts, but they hadn't had them for about ten years. Right, um, and that hurts your credit as well. It's really kind of an odd concept that you know you were talking about trade lines. Like it almost makes sense if you want to help your children succeed with credit scores. Open a bank account for them when they're 12. Open a credit card for them when they're 12. A secured credit card that, you know, starts showing some credit history of being paid on a regular basis and starts aging their credit history because it will help them in the future. It's it's a weird, weird concept. To have a good credit score, you actually have to have credit. Yeah. 
It's, it's definitely something that parents do not teach their children enough about. They don't teach me. Yeah, I, I learned the hard way. I know. Poor little Tony Mendez. His daddy never taught him about credit. You know, I was I was giving you know, some personal information about. I this wasn't day. I wasn't allowed to have hard drugs in my life until we finished our vegetables. <laughs> no cocaine for you until you finish your vegetables. Thanks, mom. So I never finished my vegetables. I never got into hard drugs. Just between you and me. Um, okay, so your parents never talked about credit. That's such a touching story. I learned the hard way. What did you learn? You know, I had a car that, you know, you, you paid late, and then they came after you for it. I mean, you're 21 years old, and they lent you money. I never had a car that I paid late, and they went after me for. Yeah. What I had was... Um, you do it a couple times, they'll come after you. What I had was in college was a credit card that a lot of pizza went on, or a credit card that a lot of dates went on. And, you know, you worked your butt off during the summer to pay that off, because college jobs paid, like, minimum wage at best, so... And all the waitress and waiter jobs in college towns were already sucked up by good-looking people. So I couldn't really compete with that. So I had to wait until summertime to earn my money to pay off my debts. So, But I learned. So, but I don't cry that my daddy never taught me. You still struggle with the you don't fit in thing? I do kind of still struggle with that. So um, I'm a little bit of an auburn. A little bit of, I'd rather be alone than with people. So My happiest day on life was when they invented the pay at the pump. Remember that we we used to have to go in and like talk to people, and then they like pay at the pump. I'm like, sweet. So the less I have to interact with people, the better. Anyway, and anyhow, we are digressing. Um, some good business advice. I always like, you know, I like writing down 20 little things that you can write, you know, look at and say, I'm okay. When it comes to investing, John Bogle, Jack Bogle once said, "Losses are a reality of the market." What's that? Six words. And yet, losses are a reality. And if you can't grasp that, don't invest. Because you shouldn't put yourself in a position to be in pain or be upset or be hurt by what the market's doing. George Soros once said, If investing is entertaining, if you're having fun, you're probably not making any money. Good investing is boring. Good investing is boring. What's that? Four words that are incredibly, incredibly powerful. Another one is investing is about more than selecting the assets. Smart investing doesn't consist of buying good assets, but of buying assets well. This is a very, very important distinction. Very, very few people can understand it. I accumulate assets. I accumulate stocks, small caps, big caps, large uh, mid caps, international, uh, emerging, real estate investment trust, bonds. Um, I pick up some alternative assets here and there, which I'm going to be talking about at my next seminar. Thursday evening, some bond alternatives. Um, it's going to be in Los Gatos at the Toll House Hotel. You'll be there um, if anyone has any real estate questions or lending questions. Um, it's at the Toll House Hotel, which is, interestingly enough, the only hotel in the United States. Do you know this? What, named after a cookie? What? No, made of cookie dough. Okay. So There's one in San Diego that's made out of like all wood. It's the oldest wood hotel in America or something like that. I'm always fascinated by hotels, and this one's made out of cookie dough. So investing is more about selecting an asset. I'd rather accumulate assets than pick one asset. So, another good piece of investment advice to write down and to live by is don't join the herd. I refer to that as sometimes changing lanes. If you've ever been behind a driver who changes lanes a lot, or if you've ever been in a car where someone's changing lanes a lot, they never get ahead. 
You listen to Rob Black and your money. You can find me online at robblack.com. Big event coming up in Los Gatos, Toll House Hotel. Market Minute. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So I'm starting to realize that not only do I not know my good friend Tony Mendez, who works with BearLoanSource.com, but I don't like him. Did I, because, just because I mocked you. No, no, not because you mocked me, but because you watch TV. Oh, I watch TV. I oh. watch two shows on TV. Come on. You watch a lot of TV. Can you name the last five winners of American Idol? No. Have you watched the finale of American Idol the last five years? Four years. <laughs> but I, I, I am excited that X-Factor is on next week. I can tell you when X-Factor is coming Hold on. Hold on, wait, wait. We have some commentary about you. Oh, Robert, I think you just killed my favorite song of all time. Thank you. Oh, good golly. <laughs> my favorite song of all time. It's my favorite song of all time. Anyhow, um, beer. Speaking of my favorite topic of investment, Brazilian beer sales are expected to gain a $330 million boost. Hey, not too much head, not too much head. Slow it down, slow it down. Thank you. Now that's the way to start day drinking. Brazilian beer sales are expected to gain a $330 million boost when Soccer World Cup kicks off next year. Is there a play on the Brazilian Olympics and the Brazilian World Cup? Yes. And it's tied towards Samba? No. It's tied towards beer. When you quickly learn that there's only maybe six major suppliers of, of alcohol and spirits in the world, do you think that there's a good chance that we'll be drinking alcohol for the next hundred years? I do. Although, you know, it is one of those sins that is taxed pretty aggressively. Some states more than others. Um, Six-pack of beer in the state of California is taxed six cents per six-pack, whereas in Kentucky it's taxed 11 cents. Like, whoa. Beer sales have risen on average 1.7% in World Cup host nations. So there's Ambev, InBev, Anheuser-Busch. Um, if you want to get kind of small, there's Sam Adams, Boston Beer, which I've told this story numerous times before, that when I did a national show, I'd book guests on on a regular basis, and he was one of the guests. I interviewed Bill Clinton. I interviewed Peter Lynch. But most importantly, Sam Koch from Boston Beer, Sam Adams. He came on uh, basically at 7 a.m. Colorado time because it was a 9 a.m. show, and he was trashed. He was trashed. That's the type of CEO that... And you know what's funny is maybe the story I'm making up at this point in time, maybe I'm embellishing it. Maybe it was like he had a, a slur. To, now he was like fall over drunk. Couldn't get his words out. But it was actually pretty cool. He actually sent me um a six, two six-packs of, of, of cider. Hard cider. Because for some reason he can't send beer 
over state lines, but you can send cider. Don't you know more about the? Don't do your silly arm brush at me. So um yeah, World Cup. Uh, U.S. men's team plays Costa Rica tonight. Is that part of the World Cup qualifying? Yeah. Okay, good. So we play tonight, and then we play Tuesday, and we should have it wrapped up Tuesday if we could beat Mexico in Columbus. So that should be fun. Do you know Costa Rica? That, that, what that goes back to? Why they don't like us right now? I um because of our women. But other than that, why they don't like us? No. On um, the snow game. Oh yeah, yeah, the snow game in Denver. Uh, yeah. No. I still have that on my DVR. Do you? Yeah, I watch it every once in a while. That's bizarre that you do that. I can't watch sporting events on DVR a day after. I can't watch sporting events basically. Like, I, no, I can't, but I taped that one so I could show my wife, and now I, I watch it whenever <laughs> yeah, I want to. show neighbors. Hey, did you see this match? Come, come to my house. I want to show you something. <laughs> I, I can service your snakes. Stonk. <laughs> okay, the snake reference isn't what you think it is. It's we're going back to petty crime in neighborhoods. Anyway, um, back to best investment advice possible. I went over some, like, you know, losses are the reality of the market. Investing is more about selecting assets uh, than selecting assets. Good investing is boring. A couple more that I, I really, really like is um, recognize your advantages and your disadvantages. You know, as an individual, you don't have to be right. You don't have to be the best of the market that year. A hedge fund does, or they get fired. You don't have to compete with that. So when you see those people on... CNBC or Fox Business, you don't have to be the guy who's a stock picker. Your advantage is that you can accumulate assets. My particular pride is, people like Tony Mendez, is in the last 10, 15 years, I've seen him accumulate a significant amount of wealth by buying low-cost mutual funds, and ETFs, exchange-traded funds, and accumulating them. You don't have to be a professional. You don't have to be a super smart guy. You can buy stocks every two weeks. I just got my uh, pay statement from working at Salem Radio, and it's a huge paycheck. <laughs> I get paid minimum wage for two hours. I'm not exactly doing this for the money. But, um, yeah, so in my 401K, I maxed out, woohoo, 15% of $16 a day. So um, one thing that you also want to pay attention to is, is taxes. All long-term investors, there's only one real objective, is minim- maximize total real rate re- return after taxes. You have to worry about taxes, and you have to worry about inflation, and you have to worry about costs. Those three things work against you. So if you're buying a mutual fund at 5 6%, like Ameriprise advisors push huge the American funds because there's a 6.5%, 5.5% load that they get. A load basically means commission that they get for selling you $100 to get $5.50. So you're only buying $94.50 of, of fund. It's tough to figure out because the statements don't really reflect that accurately or sensibly. But you're already 5.5% behind. That's a tough way to win. And then the maintenance of that fund, not that much. But the cost of it was enormous. So so you got, can't forget about taxes, inflation, and costs. Um, there are no relationships or equations that always work. I wish that I could say, you know, those people that talk about charts or those people that talk about price-to-sales ratios or those people that talk about valuations, that that's the way to do it. It's not. If it was, I would be worth a billion dollars, and I promise you, I would probably have the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders on my private island. I know you said Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. That's an odd reference. Okay, the San Francisco 49 cheerleaders? Okay, no, 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 no. Um, Carmont High School? No, I won't go there. But there's no pure formula. Stop thinking there is.
The topic is real estate. How to invest live. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. First Friday of the month. Thus we get the jobs report. Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com is joining me. He is my mortgage lender. He's done a couple loans for me in the recent past. Morning. All, you've actually done all my loans in the last eight years, to be honest with you. Um, I trust you, which is interesting because you do need to have a relationship with your lender of trust, and you need to have a relationship with your financial planner of trust. Um, what's interesting is, like, we as a nation have a tough time admitting how much do you make it work. Like, if I go into, like, Visa and I'm a Visa employee and say, how much do you make? People don't, like, talk about it, but we need to get a little bit more honest with that, especially in personal relationships with money and with, um, like I said, with lenders and with financial planners. Um, if you're not good with money, if you're not a good saver, if you're a big spender, you need to, you know, let people know who do this in your life. And, like, you probably see that running loan applications of, like, some people think they're worth more than they are. Some people think a loan should be easier than it is. And then you get into the nitty-gritty, and, like, you actually see bank statements where... I get everything. In theory, like, you probably see, like, that little uh, market, what's that all about? <laughs> you're going there every day, and you're spending $15, and it's not like only, a six-pack of beer. Not only do the lenders want to see your income, your tax returns, they look at bank statements, too. They get to see, if you have a debit card, they know what you're buying. They know that if you're moving money from one place to another. There, there's a lot of information that they get to see um, and you may or may not want to give it to them so you know if you're in a looking at a loan transaction and you want that stuff to be separate from your I just noticed your shirt Rob oh, sorry about that. <laughs> take those off please um, then you know don't you don't have to supply all of your assets that's something that people do not know about doing a mortgage transaction you only have to give them enough to satisfy what the lender wants Okay. So you can't be private in a situation like that, but they do see everything, and they do look at every bank statement and go, what did, what did they pay this for? Uh, they look at deposits. Um, that's something that's uh, particularly interesting to them uh, because they're looking at money laundering. And there were some new rules that came up last year that are forcing, even uh, making us liable in some cases, on uh, protecting the lenders from um, those types of situations where there's red flags. So the jobs number was perfectly terrible today. It wasn't upsetting, but it, it certainly wasn't good. And in this case, we were expecting good, therefore it's perfectly terrible. Right. That's a little bit of a concern. The 10-year Treasury, it went down to 285. Now it's back to 2.90. It's almost, it's not going to say little change, because yesterday I was flirting with 3, and there's a difference between 3 and 2.9. One of the things I've been mentioning recently is that the difference between one six. And two and one six and three is huge, but three and four it's a little less. Four and five it's a lot less. Five and six it's a lot less. So a lot of the damage, a lot of the easy money is is exponentially large right now, and that's why it's concerning to people. Um, the jobs report is important to you because of the ten-year treasury trades into the mortgage industry. The jobs in, uh, is important well, to me because the jobs report. If yeah. people have jobs, they're Spending in the economy, they're spending in the economy, Wall Street tends to work really, really well. Short term, it, it has a lot to do with tapering, how soon that's going to come. And long term, of course, jobs and wages have a lot to do with home prices and the ability for people to borrow. Yeah. I, uh, Rob, you and I have been talking about this over the last several weeks. Uh, this is a new era of owning real estate. 
rates are going to go up. People are fearful. You know, people that refinanced over the last two, three years have super low rates, and then they, you know, considering selling and then paying a higher interest rate and a higher home price. This is a, a different era right now. And it's interesting. Let me put some human face on that. I've told my heirs, if I die, my house is going to be a great rental because of the super low interest rate on it. It's not necessarily a super good right. sell, depending on the price of the markets. Right now, today, it would probably be. But to me, it's really a play on uh, it's a low rate. Yeah. That, you know, other what rate did are, you get on your rental? It's not a rental. It's a house I own. It's 3.85. Oh, you're, yeah, the house you own. 3.875. Yeah. You got it for me. Yeah. It, you could have got me 3.3 if you were my real friend. <laughs> Can you do that? Can you get, like, special loans for people? Not necessarily, no. Not, not under new comp rules. There's a guy who does a radio show here who's the dark prince of mortgages. He kind of, like, is a partner in a mortgage company. Could he get, like, a favorable loan for friends and family? Like, could he get, like, you know, I've heard about congressmen having, like, one-tenth of one percent. If if I knew in advance, I could. Really? Yes. Awesome. If I slipped you, like, a That's 20? all I can say. Okay. The, the, the dark prince of mortgages. I love I love that term that I just coined. I don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> By real estate in Texas. Yeah. You probably. <laughs> if if you knew in advance. So did you know this? That theme parks and roller coasters are tied to the economy? There's all sorts of weird little indicators like how short skirts get that tell you it's a healthy economy or not healthy economy. Uh, but roller coasters, the more we go to theme parks, the more we ride roller coasters the better the economy is doing. And Cedar Fair just reported a fantastic number. Um, theme parks favorable. August weather sets up for a solid season finale. Um, Disney, great park business. Oddly enough, um, SeaWorld, not so good. You know what I don't like about SeaWorld? There's this gigantic killer whale that they keep in a tank that just isn't the right size. I think people who go to SeaWorld are just dark and misguided. Have you been there? Yeah. Yeah, back when I was like seven. Same here. So, who wants to see a, a gigantic whale jump out of the water? Like, I'd rather go in the ocean where the whale lives and see it jump out of the water than see it in captivity. Whales shouldn't be put in captivity. They're too big. You just have to go to Seattle, get on a ferry, you might see one. I'm not a big fan of zoos. Let's get into all about me. I think it's about the tricks, and the, it's a kid's, it's a kid event. I think, I think a monorail zoo where they actually go through a huge you know, acreage area where the animals can actually live is great. But then you miss the chance of seeing a monkey up close. I don't need to see a monkey up close. That's why they have the Discovery Channel. In, a, in HD. In HD. It's better in HD than it is in person where it smells. So I'm a big fan of, um, I think zoos are like, we should be mourners. Like, when you go to a zoo, it's like you're seeing an animal kept in a small space. Now, some animals, they'll be like, we're, we're helping them. We're helping them, but, but, like, panda bears are dirty, nasty animals that should have been out of, of society hundreds and thousands of years ago, and we're basically keeping them alive for no reason. They consume way too much. Um, I know. I know. I have this opinion about pandas. I also have an opinion about rice. Rice takes up way too much water consumption for the amount that we get out of it. Yes, there's protein in rice. Yes, there's good things in rice. But I think rice is one of those dirty, horrific uh, crops that we need to just get rid of. I know. I've got opinions. I hate pandas. I think they're the worst animal on the planet, and we should let them die off. 
Yep. Baby Pan in Washington, D.C. He's so cute. He consumes too much bamboo. He's got horrific teeth. Didn't you start off this segment talking about roller coasters? Yes, and Shamu, the killer whale. So I think people are, aren't going to SeaWorld as much as they're going to Disney because people are getting tired of watching these animals that should be born free. Free Willy, right? Yeah. Right? Are, best movie of all time, right? Right? Or is it Free Willy 2? Free Willy 2. <laughs> free Willy 2. I know, that wasn't, no, that wasn't Bill Clinton's second term in president in office. Uh, Benjamin Graham once said, beware of forecasts. I totally agree with that. It's absurd to think the general public can ever make money out of market forecasts. Just like it's absurd to think my board op has a good opinion on politics. We are such an uninformed world that we think we have information. Big event coming up. Los Gatos, Toilhouse Hotel, Retirement Workshop Boot Camp, Thursday, 6.30 to 9, September 12th. Sign up at robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW Traffic. Good morning. Traffic is brought to you by Garmin in... Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Talking heads coming out of break. Had a brother who was big into music, a brother who was big into sports, a brother who was big into science. But a father who wasn't always there per se, but I had brothers that were always there. It's an interesting way to grow up. One of the areas that I try to focus in on is pop culture, and I try to tie it together for people. Miley Cyrus singing about the MTV Music Awards and singing about millennials. She's really singing a song about how much it stinks to be a millennial, and they can't break out of it. And that's written by some songwriter, not her, someone incredibly smart probably, um, who's really voicing the, the angst of a generation. A lot like Kurt Cobain was in the 90s, songwriters today can you know do the same kind of thing. One of the areas that I'm particularly fascinated with is women. Not for the obvious reasons, but... The differences between men and women investors. Women are going to live longer than men. Typically, historically, that's what the statistics say. Um, divorce can be particularly wrecking on someone. I've got someone who emailed me the other day, and he heard me and Chad Burton talk about the divorce rate in the United States. It's at 53%, but he's got some sort of statistic in his head, like it's at 1.4%, because 1.4% of marriages end every year, but not every marriage starts every year. He doesn't understand that it's a cumulative thing. Like, some people don't get statistics, and he's a monkey. People who don't get statistics, just not quite there yet. How shall we say the opposable thumb, or they've got the connected ear? Have you heard this theory on connected ear? Your earlobe, if it's connected to your head, and I said this once on a date, if your earlobe's connected to your head, it means that you haven't evolved as much as if you have the loop underneath it. And then I looked at your earlobe, and it was connected to your head. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like foot and mouth. And then for the rest of the night, I just grunted. <laughs> I think it went better. Okay, so women are different than men. 
Did you know that unwed women, and you'll be my single lady here. Sure. Unwed women pay more than their married counterparts, than married women, for health insurance, for taxes, and housing. Does that seem fair? Sure. See, Beyonce's thinking about all the single ladies. And she should be saying, go get married. Because listen to this. Single women earn 78.8%. I don't know if that's going to be, that's not a right statistic. It's completely right. I pulled this from the, the Census Bureau. It probably has to do, well, they're paying more for health insurance and taxes because you get more benefits when you're married. Absolutely. So, so it's, not a, it's not a fair statement because it's an obvious statement. No, it's, an, it's, it's, it's for you to be single to be penalized or for you to be married to get... See, that's what I don't like about like Prop 13. It's not fair over a period of time. And for women to be single for their whole life, listen to this. A little lower on single ladies. I like it, but a little bit lower. Thanks. A single woman who earns $40,000 versus a married woman who earns $40,000. Her income taxes are going to be $245,000 as a single woman, $206,000 in her lifetime as a married woman. So she's going to get a tax deduction for being married. For health spending, she's going to spend $189,000 yeah. versus a married woman, $165,000. For housing, she's going to spend $955,000 versus this married woman, who $573,000. Social Security, she gets at seventy three hundred fifty seven thousand. She'll have yeah, paid into. What they don't show here is 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 that fifty fifty of what the man and woman is, are spending on the married side. Well, yeah, some of it's tax, uh, it's government um, subsidies, is what we're throwing out in this. Well, I'm, they're just not saying. Okay, yeah, you're not helping the segment. So, totally, a single woman who earns forty thousand dollars in her career will ultimately spend a a million dollars versus a woman who's single. Well, who's married? $547,000 on income taxes on health spending and housing. That's not right. Yeah, I can see the differences now. And then you jump up to $80,000 in income tax. A single woman pays 645000 in her lifetime. A married woman pays 490000 because she falls into that category of married deductions. The other stat that I thought was interesting, too, is that uh, single women make 78% less than a married woman. So they have that struggle to go over as well. And single women only make 57 cents for every dollar that married men make. Oh. So it doesn't pay to be a single woman. So my advice to single women out there is go get married this weekend. Brandon is single. My, my board out producer, all the single ladies, send me an email, rob at robblack.com, and I'll set you up, rob at robblack.com. Um, but again, for women who are 80000 it's dramatic over a lifetime how much you're penalized for being single versus how much you're incentivized for being married. $2.4 million in spending to be single versus $1.3 million to be married. So that's an over a million dollar difference. So I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there on government rights and benefits that married couples get versus single. And again, some people should be single. I can think of a couple people in this office that should be single. <laughs> Sorry about that line. Just a little butter in my lungs. Um, you listen to me, Rob Black. And again, th- this is a financial discussion. You know, women pay more for a blouse than I pay for a shirt at laundromats. No, why is, I don't that? Why is that? that? I don't get that. It makes no sense. And women's... the buttons are backwards. What? Women's buttons are backwards? Mm-hmm. i got to think about that for a couple minutes. Why do you think they did that? I don't know. Just in case you put accidentally put on <laughs> the woman's garb. Yeah. You know, the... Um... The, what's the cummerbund on a tuxedo was designed to catch crumbs? Like, that's pretty stupid. So, I let my crumbs hit the floor. 
I don't need to catch them. So I, I pay many people to pick up my crumbs. Anyhow, and anyway, um, so women live longer than men, so I think women need to save more than men. I think women need to save 20% of their paycheck, whereas men need to save at least 15% of their paycheck. Because that year, 75 to 77, where men die at 75 and women die at 77, that's two years of spending. That's two years of, of expensive health care. Now, again, we're living longer and we're living better. I think Ray Fry, who is the reverse mortgage guy that I use, I think he's like 95 now. And he looks great. He's not 95, but I think he's 70. Is he 70? I, I think he's between 60 and 70. Okay. He looks great. He looks 50. So, whereas I, I'm pickled. <laughs> I'm going to live forever. Um, anyway, so women need to save more than men. Women need long-term care because the latter stages of life, you tend to fall. Like, my mother's been in long-term care three times already. So your mother has never really been hospitalized, has she? Not my mom. My dad has. Okay. So, um, long-term care is expensive. So... And it's not an attractive scenario in the healthcare world. My parents got long-term care when they were uh, 50. You know how many people I know that live in trailers in their old age that don't want to live in trailers? I look at your parents who obviously had government jobs, and they're blessed. I know a lot of people that, that aren't blessed in retirement. Anyhow, anyway, uh, more financial information coming up. Stay tuned. I'm going to focus during the commercial break. I'm going to come out of this like a laser. Thursday evening, I'm going to be at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Retirement Workshop Boot Camp at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos, which is the cat. And the hotel's made out of cookie dough. Thursday from 639, Retirement Workshop Boot Camp. You can sign up today at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. This is technically shredding. Or is that just lame guitar picking? I'm going to go with the latter. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. That's funny. Um, Tony Mendez sitting with me today um, talking about some of the news and talking about investment advice and issues along those lines. He's a... Mortgage lender with BayAreaLoanSource.com, BayAreaLoanSource.com. He does all my mortgage loans. Um, on top of that, he kind of puts up with me. So care about that. I was talking there in the break. Um, we were talking about soccer is more important than hockey in the United States, which you're surprised by. But we have higher salaries for soccer players than we do for not, yeah. not the whole NHL, but a large part of the NHL. Um, and then I, we were talking about Canadians. So I Googled the one Canadian that I know because I only know one Canadian that's got very few token friends, and she's my token Canadian friend. And there's hundreds and thousands of pictures of other people with her name, but there's only two with her. Like, I'm all over it. Then I Googled your name, 
and a picture of me shows up, <laughs> I don't and not a picture that. of you. That's surreal. That's odd. That's right? definitely not me. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, so today the markets have turned up. Traders are struggling with the numbers that came out on the job numbers. They were not good. You know, the, the amount of people that are working, the amount of people in the workforce, it's struggling. People are looking at the Obama administration and the economic policy that has or has not worked in the last five years. I can tell you that I continue to feel like the wealthy get wealthier. The middle class, the upper middle class is becoming middle class. The lower middle class is becoming lower class. The amount of people in America on food stamps is embarrassingly high, and it gets higher and higher. If you're on food stamps, things didn't turn out well in your life. And again, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying, you were born with all the promise in the world. And it's just not playing out that way. And that's way too many people in America. Get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. Let's go to Jim and Hayward. It's my token Hayward friend. Hi, Jim. Hey, how are you today? Good. Can you give me a little Canadian accent? Uh, not really, no. Mm, that's a little Australian. You're confusing Australian with Canadian. <laughs> I like that. There we go. That's the Canadian accent I want to hear. What's up, Jim? Hey, uh, I had pulled out uh, some of my uh, money from the stock market uh, at around, uh, I think the Dow was around 15,400 15, or thereabouts, uh, maybe two or three months ago. And uh, I'm going to go back in the market, and I generally try to avoid uh, September and October months in the market. I just wanted your opinion. Uh, should I wait till the end of October, or when would uh, you go back in? I'm absolutely the wrong person to give you advice because your strategy and my strategies don't align. Okay. So it would be like, I believe in like orthopedic surgeons. I don't, or I believe in like brain surgeons. I don't believe in going to a spiritual guru to cure cancer. Right. Um, you're doing a different world of, of investing than I am. Um, so for me to give you advice, it's probably just going to hurt you. So, I don't think so. I mean, uh, well, if you, you get know, out of the, just, I don't. I don't get out of the market in September, October, and like last year, you didn't pay to get out. Like, I, I tend not to have that mindset because I tend to find that mindset hurts people. Now, again, okay. it doesn't necessarily hurt you, but like, if there was a positive jobs number out today and there was low inflation, yeah. like, I, I don't see why the Fed's going to taper anytime soon. I don't see them raising interest rates anytime soon because there's no inflation in the U.S. economy. So I continue to see easy money. Now, yes, we've had an amazing four-and-a-half-year run, and I think you did a great, amazing job selling at 15400 on the Dow Jones Industrial Average, if that's what you did, because, you know, the high was fifteen six, um, and you sold at fifteen four. So you're a timer. And, uh, like, you should have your own show I here. The sold, Rob, is, you know, it was, I, you know, I, if I get 10% from the market for the year, yeah. I'm I'm really happy with that, you know. And most years I'll go up six, eight percent, and then the market goes south on me. So then I end up thinking, hey, why didn't I pull some out, you know? So this year I was up like almost 15%, or so I think. And yeah, so I just pulled it out, and I said I'll wait and see what happens. If not, I'll go back in again uh, October, November time frame, you know. What would have happened if it had gone up 30%? You know, I've been in the market for about 20 years, yep. and lately it's just been so volatile 
And we've had very few years where the market really goes up 15% in the first six, seven months, you know. And the economy, I mean, you know, I, I have I live in the Bay Area, so I see stuff. Yeah. It, the job market is not really that solid. I mean, there's a lot of people hurting still, you know. Well, I think living in the Bay Area is, is a false perception on the economy. Because yeah. like I, I live in a million dollar I live in a million dollar home that would buy ten homes in Arkansas, if not fifteen That's homes. True. That's true. Yeah. Um, and like my sister visited recently, and um, I was like, okay, it's sixteen hundred square feet. It's not a mansion, and she lives for, in a two hundred thousand dollar house, two hundred thousand dollar house that's probably thirty five hundred square feet in Virginia. Right. Right. Um, yeah, no, that's absolutely true. So they make eighty to ninety thousand dollars as a couple on the East Coast. I make six times that, and I'm middle class. Right. I'm middle class in California, um, maybe upper middle yeah, class. True. So I don't yeah. look at our economy as a good tell. But, yeah, you know, you and I did something totally different. I believe in 40 years. I don't believe in one year. I don't judge the market in one year. I don't benchmark the market in one year. Um, I don't look at 15% because I look at my assets as different performances. I look at my small cap performance versus my mid cap versus my large against their own peers. So I'm accumulating assets that I want to work over a period of time. You're, you're looking at market returns. I don't. Okay. I look at as asset. As far as uh, asset categories, yeah. uh, which ones do you favor right now? Or which ones look more attractive to you if you were putting in money for the next five, ten years? It depends on what you're looking for or what you need in your portfolio. For instance, um, I'm a big fan of large cap dividend paying stocks, but they've had a great five year run. So am I going to turn against them? No. But if you don't have them in your portfolio, would I accumulate them if you're under the age of 55? Yeah. So do I think Nike yeah. will be higher in the next 10 years? I do. Do I think McDonald's will be higher in the next 10 years? I do. Um, would I buy them at today's levels? Not if you're looking for a one-year benchmark against the S&P 500. So that's kind of where you and I like start to differ ever so slightly. I like the defense names because I don't think – I think if we start throwing bombs in the short term, I think people are going to start flocking back to them. Um, I think they're great dividend-paying stocks. I think they know all about the business model of sequestration. Um, if I were to select one category, I would say small caps probably have the best exposure to the United States. I think the United States is the best house in the world right now. But if I were to have new money, I look at Europe if I don't have Europe exposure because I think they've had a bad five-year run. I think their reputation's far worse than their reality. I like emerging markets, which is different than international markets. I think emerging markets have had a terrible run. But here's the thing. Next year, I expect to be down 15% in emerging markets because I don't think the pain is done there. Right. So y- you and I kind of talk on different semantics, and I don't really... Actually, actually, we don't, Rob. I've been listening to you for a long time. You know, I haven't... Can't, ad- can't we just disagree? Yeah. Please, can't we disagree? I need some hate uh, going into the weekend. No, I, I like you. I like your show. I listen in all the time, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah. I have an asset base that's, you know... Um, you know, close to five million. Good for you. So it's I'm diversified, but you know, there's some amount of money that I like to time the market, and that's yep. what I wanted your input. Just on. checking for all the single ladies out there. You married or single? <laughs> I'm married. Oh, you heard? I, I, I just feel like to you, Rob. You're doing pretty good out there. You're very, very kind, and uh, thank you for all the nice words. And I was trying to drum you up do some an excellent job. I, I do not. Don't say nice really things. No, stop. Thanks. Have a good weekend. <laughs> I can't handle it. 
Can't handle the nice niceness. I need 18% more mean. You got some for me, Mendez? 18 seconds? 18% more mean. I don't have anything mean for you. You want some more fan, fan mail? I, I thought it was mean that you didn't want people to send you fan mail. I don't want fan mail. I want pictures. You did get pictures. That's true. You know what I want? A good scratch and sniff adult book. <laughs> right? I don't know where to go with that. Well, no, no. I just saw this. Look at this. Let me show you something really cool. Google Adult Big Wheel. There's now an Adult Big Wheel. Oh. There is. is that not awesome? You're right. There is. Look at that. That's what I want. I want an Adult Scratch and Sniff, but also want an Adult Big Wheel. Yeah, this one has a motor on it. Yeah. So this, it's a chopper. This one isn't. That one's not. So Steve Harvey was driving one. So, I don't know. If there's something about my childhood I want to go back to, adult scratch and sniff books, I want Fifty Shades of Grey scratch stuff. I want more hate. Give me more hate. I, I don't have... Fix your credit. Your credit stinks. There's How bad is it? I found it I went to very Andrew... odd that you had two different polls at this Lexus place. Yeah, I mean, within eight months. I may stop by there today on my way yeah, home. Yeah, I would stop by there. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, look at your credit, Rob. Annualcreditreport.com. Get one free credit report from the three bureaus. You can get them every four months. I'm one from I'm a different surprise how detailed this is. This is this goes back a lot further than the ones I get. Absolutely. Yeah, this is well worth it. Big event coming up in Los Gatos, the Cats. It's going to be a retirement workshop boot camp. At the Toll House Hotel, sign up at robblack.com, September 12th, one week from today, Thursday from 6.30 to 9 p.m. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute. Listening to Rob Black and your money on AM twelve twenty KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Rock scissors paper. Politics, economics, back to school. Christmas. Economy. Politics is trumping right now. We're not at the doorstep of the next Vietnam. But are we at the doorstep of next Iraq, or Afghanistan, or Lebanon? Syria is turning out to be a little bit more headline-worthy than we want it to. Because Putin's involved from Russia, and Obama's involved from the United States. There's been civil wars going on around the world for hundreds and thousands of years. There'll continue to be civil wars for hundreds and thousands of years, is my belief. For some reason, people use religion and color to hate each other. And that's what's going on. And then you get com- countries involved, and suddenly it's figurehead versus figurehead over a war that no one wants to have, to have any involvement with. So that's going to be the headline news this weekend. You know, McCain was caught playing poker during a testimony on Syria. What's that tell you about our politicians? Do they really, really care? And whether you like McCain or dislike McCain, he was playing video poker during testimony, and that's not good. 
because we're going to start dropping bombs sooner than later, cruise missiles. So we're going to be blowing up limbs. And Russia says, you know, you do that, we're going to continue to arm them. We've been arming them, we're going to continue to arm them. And I, I would say this is one of those cases where there's not going to be a good winner. It's not going to be clear-cut. Maybe in 20 years it'll be clear-cut, but right now it's not so much. The S&P 500's up 5, the Dow's up 25, the NASDAQ up 6. Ten-year Treasury bonds, it's at 2.9%. Home builders loved the news that the economic jobs number, not so good today. So home builders are digging it. So for someone like Tony Mendez, who works in the business of selling loans, he's a mortgage lender, when he sees Lenar and D.R. Horton go higher, that means he's going to go higher in the next six months. Stocks are a discounting mechanism, and they're looking at the news today and saying, you know what, this is pretty good stuff for us. Um, mattress firm holding dropped 16% after cutting forecasts. That brings me up to one of my best investment tips ever is um, buy used mattresses from murder scenes. Get a, a steal of a bargain, especially if it's blood-soaked. You get that stuff out, sponge it up, takes time, spray some Lysol on it. But um, E-Trade Financial up 5% after an analyst upgrade. Are you like me? Are you kind of surprised E-Trade's still around? I see a lot of E-Trade accounts. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, it's, a lot of people have them. Same, I, I'm surprised people still have AOL. I look at E-Trade accounts as day trading accounts. I think serious investors are more so with a Schwab, a TD Ameritrade, or Fidelity or Vanguard. Now, you see a lot of accounts because that's what you do. You right. put together people's financials and see if they qualify for a $600,000, $700,000 loan. Are they really a lot of E-Trade? Are they bigger accounts? Are they smaller accounts? Usually they're trade accounts. Okay. Yeah. I think E-Trade, I think you're right. People use them as their trade accounts. I, You know, I use ING Share Builder, which is now, what is it now, um, Chase or? I don't know. It changed over ING. Share Builder is still around? Yeah. Good God. Yeah. There was a company you know, called... I bought some um, REITs or something like that, kind of messing around. That's intriguing. What, what's so a... Now, my, my main one is Fidelity. Okay. I mean, that's, but, but I use that as my kind of, you know, $6,000 screwing around with that. Okay. So, but I, see, I do see a lot of people with E-Trade, yeah. That's interesting. There was yeah. a company many, 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 many years ago, Folio FN, where I had a friend that worked there. And what they did was, if you wanted to buy one share of Apple, you could... Um, if you wanted to buy app or like, for instance, Hymax is a semiconductor company and mm-hmm. Google is the internet company making Google Glass. So if you wanted to buy Google Glass and say 10 shares of Hymax, you buy one Google, 10 shares of Hymax, then you have a play on Google Glass. You know what they're calling people who wear Google Glass? Ends with holes. Say the word Google. Google holes? <laughs> you can say all three words, Google Glass and holes. Oh. Um, right? It's funny how like, people just jump on these like crazy plays on words. SP 500 is up 4, the Dow is up 24, the NASDAQ up 6, 10 year Treasury bond sits at 2.9%, gold up 13 today, sitting just under $1,400 an ounce. Oil at $110 a barrel. That's a problem. Oil shouldn't be at $110 a barrel. Do you know why? Pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Okay, Rob, friend of the class, um, oil shouldn't be at. $110 a barrel because emerging markets are slowing down across the world. Why is oil at $110? Because Syria in the Middle East. Ugh, it's killing me. Let's go to Robert in Hillsborough. Robert. 
for taking the call. Quick, I know it's short on time. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Marlboro Lights. What? You smoke Marlboro Lights? No. That's just predicting that on your voice. Okay, uh, go ahead. I'm just old, sorry. But How old are you? Not, not, not Should I send you the 20, pastry factory? 22, right? Um, so I, I retired from a professional practice, and now I teach in a professional school. Okay. Um, and, and for about 10 years, and I had been just checking. Does the story, plan. Does, does this story have and, an end? And they have just changed to in a 403B, and where I used to be in in a uh, put funds full, you know, uh, full, uh, fully re, you know, funded into an equity index fund, and they are pushing this into. I can no longer fund that. It's now into an equity index fund. Which is a ver- variable annuity. Get out of now, it. Why would they do that? That doesn't sound like a good thing. Someone in HR got paid off or is just ignorant? You need to talk to whoever put that plan into place and get it stopped immediately. I would consider legal action if they don't. Being forced to put your retirement funds into an annuity is horrific because you're paying for the insurance. You've already accumulated the assets. You don't need to insure them anymore. You've accumulated them. You don't need to insure assets. You insure liabilities. I think someone did you wrong. Come meet me Thursday in Los Gatos. RobBlack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.